Welcome to the Raging Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Dixon, Kai Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre. What's up, you turkeys? And welcome back to another episode of the Rage and Takes podcast. This is episode 31, and today is Saturday, September 30th, 2023. I'm your host, Brian Dixon. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Kai, the Commissioner Zabo, and Dylan Peters. Sup, fellas? Salutations. How's it going? Salutations to you as well. It's uh, uh, very good to be here. It's going very well. Um, Dylan just drank a bag of ice. Um (laughs) <laughs> I bought it at 1 a.m. I let it melt down. Nice. I pulled the drink. A very sloshy drink. It was um, very I stepped on it. <laughs> uh, so we got, um, we have week, wasn't it, what was it now? Week four? Week, week four, four preview. Yeah. Um, we also have Thursday Night Football to talk about where the Lions spanked the Packers. And uh, we'll, we'll get into the Damian Lillard talk to a little bit here at the end. Uh, but let's start with Thursday Night Football. Lions 34, Packers 20. This game was was close for about five minutes, like in the late third quarter. And then every other part of the game was just kind of all Lions. Uh, Jared Goff, 19 of 28, 210 yards, a touchdown interception. He came into this into this year with that interception streak. And now he's thrown interceptions in three straight games, I think, hasn't he? Yeah, I don't think it's anything to worry about, though. <laughs> Probably not, but it's just kind of funny. Whereas, like at first, we're like, "Oh, does Jared did Jared Goff kind of like take that next step where he's going to be like a like a three interception a year type of guy?" And I don't know. I probably not. Um, I think the big story of this game was David Montgomery, thirteen yeah. carries, one hundred twenty one yards, three touchdowns, plus two catches for twenty mm-hmm. yards. Uh, Kai and I gave horrible fantasy advice to a friend of ours right before this game started where we told him to start Jacoby Myers over David Montgomery. Uh, so sorry to him. Not really, though. Uh, I'm not really all that sorry. But, um, yeah, how did you guys, uh, before we get into the rest of these stats, how did you guys feel about the uh, the Montgomery-Gibbs uh, snap share, Kai? Um, I mean, it's clear that David Montgomery is going to take on that Jamal Williams kind of role in this offense. He's going to get a lot of touchdowns, especially when they're at the goal line. And yeah, I just absolutely did not expect Monty to get this much work coming off of injury. So color me surprised. What about you, Dylan? So like Dan Campbell has made it very clear what kind of player he wants on his team running the ball. And if you watch that game, dude, David Montgomery was running mean, nasty, hard. He was the strongest guy on the field offense and defense and he was showing it and i get that's what dan campbell wants and if you and if you looked at uh jameer gibbs he's more deandre swift and i hate to say it he's more deandre swift he's now that we've seen deandre swift on the eagles we know deandre swift is not soft he's just not what dan campbell wants to put on the field so I think seeing David Montgomery get 32 carries maybe is a product of that game. They had the lead. He's a sure-handed running back. You know, he was playing super hard. I think it's because he was playing the Packers. He was former Bears. So I could see it moving better in the future for Montgomery. But Gibbs is always going to be a little thorn in his side. You know, Gibbs is going to take a couple touchdowns from him, I think, this year. I think it might be different than the DeAndre Swift thing, and here's why. I don't know this for certain, obviously. Dan Campbell's a hard man to predict, but uh, DeAndre Swift wasn't his guy. They didn't draft him, so whatever negative thing that they thought about DeAndre Swift, 
that was just always going to stick with him no matter what the what DeAndre did. Jameer Gibbs, on the other hand, they drafted him, what, 12th overall? So this is a Dan Campbell guy. So if he wasn't going to use him eventually, why would he have drafted him? I, I just That's such a high draft pick. To, it was 12th overall, right? Am I, I'm not making that up, yeah, am I? It was pretty high. So, so I like why invest that high of a pick if you're just not going to use him because you have David Montgomery of all people? Like, it's not Monty's not bad, but it's not like he's some like world beater that you have to bench Gibbs for, you know? So, um, I agree with you when you said that he, he's kind of like his guy. Uh, de- obviously, that's what he is. Like, I mean, you give a guy 32 carries coming off an injury on a Thursday night game, obviously, that's your that's your guy, but. I just don't see how Gibbs doesn't get worked in here eventually this season. What are your guys' thoughts about that? He's absolutely going to get worked in. Yeah, we just don't know when, of course. But, yeah, I still think Gibbs is going to have the highest upside out of the two running backs here, and I still think he will be a big part of this offense going forward. EP? Well, um, Gibbs got a game. It was against the Falcons, a pretty okay defense, um, I guess, but – 17 carries, 80 yards for Jameer Gibbs whenever David Montgomery was out with an injury. So I can see them trying to work him in, but he is, to me, is, isn't is a very efficient running back. He's He needs holes. He needs, you know, blockers to navigate him. Uh, and I think that comes with time and, like, the offensive line gelling together and you learning how they block and you being able to set yourself up with these big plays. But Dave Montgomery is wearing down these defenses. He is the wear it down guy. Like he's going to beat up these linebackers. He's going to beat up these safeties. He's going to tire out the defensive lines. And that's why he's going to be on the field. He's a great pass blocker. He doesn't fumble. He has, he's a, he's a good goal lineback. He can receive, he can catch passes. It's going to be really hard whenever the only thing you have on a guy, Jameer Gibbs over David Montgomery is speed. And you have yet to really be able to implement that speed into the game. So until I see that on the field to where he's making these plays, I I can't start him in fantasy. I can't see him getting a real NFL role. No, yeah, I, mean, I agree. I, I, would, I wouldn't start him in fantasy either. I, I just want to let it be known, though, too. This is uh, he's only four games into his career. So like yeah. so he's still got time to like figure everything out. And the Lions, even though they're missing Decker, they still have a pretty solid O-line. So Kai, go ahead with what you were going to say. I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, it's going to take time for Gibbs to blow up here. But I mean, running behind the fourth ranked O-line currently, is going to help a lot. So I mean, the potential's there, absolutely. And Decker's supposed to come back eventually here, right? It's not a season-ending injury. No, it's not. Yeah, and it's just crazy how good their O-line is still, even without Decker. Yeah, they definitely have one of the top. I mean, we knew that coming into the the year that the Lions were going to have a good O-line. But, yeah, they they have uh, one of the better ones in the league. Uh, Gibbs, by the way, was 8 for 40. So, I mean, not the worst, I guess. Uh, it could be better, but not the worst. Four catches, 11 yards uh, through the air as well for him. So, what does that come out to? Nine fantasy points? Nah, uh, definitely not what you want uh, if yeah. you drafted Gibbs for sure. Because uh, he was going pretty high. Wasn't he like a fourth-round pick in redraft? Yeah. Sometimes yeah, even third. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. I, I, I do expect, I think Monty's going to be getting a lot of touches no matter what, but I do expect Gibbs to get more work as, as we move into the season more. Uh, Josh Reynolds, three catches for 69 yards. Nice. He, 
I like Josh Reynolds, honestly. I was watching that too. game. He was, he was pulling off some pretty good catches. That like one-handed catch that he had, that he kind of like uh, – Goff put that like right on the money, like a perfect pass. Uh, I, I really like Josh Reynolds. They have like chemistry even back uh, – I think they were on the Rams together. So uh, I, I like Josh yeah. Reynolds on the Lions with uh, with Goff. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, 5 for 56 and a touchdown. The touchdown catch was sick. I know you like that, Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Laporta, 4 for 56. Laporta looks good. Oh yeah, dude, He's he a looks good rookie tight end. He looks the part, bro. The Lions have like just four rookies that are. I mean, obviously Gibbs is 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 yeah, Gibbs. There's a there's an issue there, but like. They had a really nice draft, dude. Jack Campbell, that linebacker, he's making plays. Like he's, he's giving them good snaps. He's one of the I think he's like one of the best up and coming linebackers. Dude plays really well. He plays good, dude. And yeah. uh and fucking so, uh it's Brian Branch, right? I keep getting him yeah. and Burns uh yeah, confused. He's, he's Brian, good too. Brian, Brian Branch is really good, dude. I so I was listening to like the second half of the game on the radio as I was, dri- as I was driving home from UNLV the other night. And um when they said that he went out with an injury and he was like getting carted to the locker room, I'm like, dude, that sucks, man. Just like that's the problem with football because he did, he came back. But the way that the announcers, Ian Eagle and uh, Tony Baselli, I think, were talking about it, it sounded like he was going to be out. You know, like he couldn't put pressure on his leg. He can't walk. He's getting carted back to the locker room. I'm like, that's why sometimes football sucks, man. Because uh, let's say you're a Lions fan, you get excited for all these young guys. Like, oh man, you got this young safety that we're going to have for 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 a million years or whatever, and then he you know, tears his ACL four games into his season. And then you never know if he's going to be the same ever again. It's like, it's crazy football, but yeah. uh, I'm glad that he was able to come back. He's a really nice player too. So you got Gibbs, you got Campbell, you got branch. And then you got, uh, well, Laporta. It's like, that's, that's a really nice rookie class that the lions mm-hmm. got working for him right and, now. Uh, not even to mention, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. I know he's a second year player, but yeah. they just have, they just have such a good young core right now. And also Brian branch was technically, projected as a first round pick but for some reason fell to the second so he's from bama right he is oh yeah um yeah uh, good point with hutchinson too they just seem to draft well under dan they campbell are they are now gm or what do, but do you uh, think it's because dan campbell is in the draft room and everyone's fucking terrified of him <laughs> and he's just like He's looking at the gym. He's like, you know what, mother? Big ass dip in his mouth. Fucking seventeenth <laughs> coffee of the day. Is Campbell scary though? I feel like he's not. I feel no, like he I, is. He's. I don't he loves think he his is. Guys. He loves his guys. I guarantee you something. He's right intense, now, but not scary. Try <laughs> telling that guy he can't have what he wants. Try it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I would absolutely <laughs> have a, be- uh, a, a bear. I would have a beer with with Dan Campbell. And then he'd challenge um, you to an arm wrestling contest after. Oh, I would, I would, I would be honored to lose an arm wrestling match <laughs> to Dan Campbell. Honestly, that, that goofy fucker. Uh, Khalif Raymond had one rush for forty yards. Uh, he's a pretty solid uh, return man too for them. Honestly, he, yeah, he had a, a you know nothing crazy, but he looked pretty good in the return game. I would say Jordan Love, twenty three of thirty six, two hundred forty six yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a rushing touchdown. The jury's still out on Jordan Love. I. I I um he definitely had a lot of bad in this game, but there was some good too. Honestly, it seems like he is great when it when he's playing from behind. That's what I've noticed. Like when in garbage all, time, yeah, in when garbage, they're playing zone shit. Come on now. I mean, in garbage time and when the pressure's on him, it seems like that's when we see the best of him, which isn't necessarily what you want to see out of your quarterback. But I think I think he'll improve as the year goes on. Uh, I mean, Eric, go ahead. 
statistically, if you look at if if you look at him, he's had an, a phenomenal season. Besides his completion percentage, he's fifty six percent completion percentage for Jordan Love. I mean, I understand he's got like the young targets and stuff. Eight touchdowns, three picks. Like it's, he's gonna had a good start to the season. But you're right; it's sustaining drives. Exactly. Like Jordan Love is having a lot of trouble driving twelve plays to score. I and feel like Christian Watson coming back will help him though, because Watson can stretch out the defense a lot better than like Romeo Dobbs can. Dude, he's got to learn how to use that offense. He needs a healthy Aaron Jones. He needs the Packers to start, you know, drafting needs on offense. But whatever. Keep in mind that the uh, uh, Jones and Watson, who are probably their two best offensive players, were both on snap counts in this game, too. I don't think it really would have mattered, but uh, it's something to note. Aaron Jones was only 5 for 18. Uh, Christian Watson had two catches, 25 yards, and a wide-open touchdown. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, 9 for 95. I still, every time I watch Romeo Dobbs play, he can't separate from the corner, but it never matters because his hands are just so good. Uh, like, it's it's crazy. I, I don't know if I'm just like not catching him at the right time, but I feel like every time I see yeah. a catch from him, it's just the corner's draped all over him and he still wins the battle every time. So I don't know if that's good or bad. I think it might be good. I don't know. I mean, it's well, great because he is a possession yeah. receiver. So I'd still like to have some separation from the defensive back personally, yeah. but uh, it's it seems to not really matter for him. So I don't, I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian Watson guy. I think that he's uh, the better receiver, but Dobbs is having a, a, a really nice season right now. The nine for ninety five for him and Jaden Reed had was three for fifty five. Go ahead, Dylan. I, I could just see Romeo Dobbs with experience becoming one of the better red zone threats. Absolutely, just with his body style and his hands, and you know it only comes with chemistry with a quarterback. You know, the more he plays with Jordan Love, I really like Romeo Dobbs. You know, he's not the stereo stereotypical like burner. This guy's going to be wide open, but nine ca- in fantasy football, nine catches. For 95 yards, that'll do it for you. Yeah. That'll do it for you. It'll do he's it for a, me every day. He's a PPR machine for sure. Yeah. You start catching touchdowns or, you know, maybe you start scheming up, you know, little fucking double moves or something to get you open. You know, I mean, something it, slightly. I mean, it's clear he's the number one target over there. So I think you could bank on Romeo Dobbs every week just for sheer volume alone. But of course, Christian Watson is going to give you more upside, more explosive plays. So Romeo Dobbs is literally the best person in the world to catch a nine yard pass. Mm-hmm. He's so good at catching nine yard passes. <laughs> like, dude, he's reliable. Like yeah. Well, rest of season, who would you rather have, Dobbs or Watson for fantasy? Uh, I think I would. I'd rather have Watson. I mean, how many, how many targets did Watson have? Just the two? I, I, I don't have the stats. I mean, he only, I think, I don't know, but he only played a handful of snaps, though, too. He was on a snap count. So I, I don't know if this game is like the, the best to go off of. I mean, I'm going to um, say this not just because I have Dobbs, but I think I would take Dobbs just because it seems like he is getting more receptions. Christian Watson seems like he'd be very, like, touchdown dependent, might get that deep bomb every once in a while. I just think Watson has the has a better chance of being open every play. True. Yeah. I mean, even with even with Watson, I know they were playing catch up and stuff, but like uh, Romeo Dobbs had thirteen targets. Yeah. So I mean, that's something to know. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, Christian Watson had four. He had a touchdown though, twenty five yards. 
he was definitely hampered, you know, still by the injury. So I think I'd rather have Dobbs for the rest of the season. Or less, a lot less snaps than Romeo Dobbs too. So well, let's let's put it this way: I think Dobbs, you have a safer floor. Christian Watson, a much higher ceiling. I agree with that for yeah. sure. Uh, the Lions- if Dobbs can catch touchdowns, there's I don't see Watson's Watson's upside that much. Uh, only one of them caught a touchdown in this game, Dylan, and it was Watson. So, well, Romeo Dobbs has three on the season. I just looked. That's he's also he's also played three more games than him. Well, you don't have to argue with me. You're just asking <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Devil's advocate here. Um, Devil, Devil's Applegate. Uh, Devil's Apple. <laughs> Christina Applegate. Yeah. Uh, Lions defense had five sacks, eleven quarterback hits. Um, David Bakhtiari went on IR before the game. Is he out for the season? I don't. I, 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 did they sp- specify that? I I, I kind of I was kind of busy that day. Look. I just saw that he went on IR. Uh, he might just be toast anyway. Yeah. I think yeah, he'll just he's probably ex- lose ex- weight and do shampoo commercials now. He is expected. <laughs> he is expected to miss the remainder of the season. Yeah. Okay. Our uh, our resident Packers fan friend Tyler, friend of the show, uh, seemed to think that he was probably done for his career. Honestly, mm-hmm. so. And said that it basically just he should retire. They should have traded him to the Jets when they had a chance in the you know in the early part of the season when Rodgers was like hinting at that and shit. Yeah, you know, they, and then they get, like a, get like a six rounder out of it, better than nothing, right? Shit. Yeah, and then have two people on your IR with torn somethings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, true. Torn somethings. Um, any last words to say about this game before we move on? No, good for the Lions. Good old line. Good defense. Everything. Um, yeah. it looked good for the Lions. It looked really good for the Lions defense, especially I think. Yeah. And Jared Goff looks more aggressive. It looks like they're letting him kind of maybe push the ball down the field more, which I think might be leading to more interceptions. But that'll I think that'll wrinkle out. Um, Lions look good, man. Lions look really good. Yeah, I think that uh, it's safe to say they have full control of that division right now. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Packers have had their moments, but it's pretty obviously that the Packers aren't quite ready yet. Uh, the Vikings have the talent, but they're just not producing Man. anything. And then the Bears are just terrible. So Dude, uh, I would say literally Lions fans, to, they should see like this is our year. A lot of these other teams are faltering out. Dude, this is our time. The Lions are the only ones rising. The question is, are they like a legit contender in the NFC? I don't. I mean, I don't think they'll get past the Eagles like they, or the Forty you know, Niners. But the Eagles or Niners. Honestly, I think if they, I think, I think they could. They're not. They're definitely not better than either of those teams. But like, you catch them on a good day, like in a playoff atmosphere. Uh, I, I could in absolutely Detroit? see. I mean, it would probably be in Philadelphia or San Francisco if they played, right? But I could absolutely see a Dan Campbell coach team go into like a a Lincoln Financial Field January game and somehow shock the Eagles. I could absolutely see that. I I wouldn't expect it, but I I could see it. He he gets them ready to play, dude. If the Lions win the division, they could get a home game in the playoffs. I mean, they they they'd probably be a, they'd get a home game in the wild card round for sure. Yeah. But like, if they had to go play the Niners or Eagles, it would probably be on the road. Not not no guarantee. Obviously, we're only in week four. There's a lot of football yeah. still to be played. But you would have to imagine that Philly and San Fran would finish above them no matter what, mm. unless it's disaster happens, season. some, some injuries happen. Yeah, season, dude. I um, can literally say I I feel like Vince Vaughn and Anchorman 
against fucking uh, Ron Burgundy, where he's holding that ladder. And he's like, God damn it, I hate you, but I respect you. That's how I am with the Lions right now. I'm like, go fucking get them. Because I can't. <laughs> go get them. I feel like compared to like, especially the Packers, but probably also the Vikings, you probably don't hate the Lions as much as the I other don't, two, right? Dude, yeah. That's why I'm like, you know what? I, I, I hope the Lions do make some noise. Represent for the NFC North. I'm sick and tired of seeing green and yellow and fucking purple and yellow. All this yellow. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the 6:30 a.m. Toy Story London game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is gonna be. Are you guys waking up for this tomorrow? I think I'm going to. Uh, I mean, I get off at midnight and I'm going out tonight, so I probably won't catch it. Oh, you're such a coward, dude. <laughs> Wake I up. Could, I could, like, I could get a, take a two-hour nap, Kai. Take a two-hour nap. Before um, you go and smush grapes. <laughs> I will smush grapes. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm i going to at least try to. If I wake up at 6 tomorrow, I'm like, nah, I'll just roll over and go back to bed. But I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to actually try to get up for this game because I'm just curious. I just want to see how they pull this off. I'm not totally convinced that this is going to work. But well, isn't apparent, it streaming on like Nickelodeon or something? Or? I think Nickelodeon and Disney Plus, perhaps. Um, I, I don't know. Ex- I don't know exactly. Why are they Why are they doing this? Uh, to try to get kids more involved in football. Yeah, because they try, try to get kid, kids to get in, to get interested. Well, also, so they're actually in one game. They're trying to kill two birds with one stone. They're trying to get children's eyes, and they're trying to get foreigners' eyes. <laughs> like, what if the foreigners see the Toy Story shit and are like, "This fucking league's bullshit, Mike. Fuck it." Bloody hell! The Premier League would never do something this. I got an idea. This is how, how you get kids into football: make it easier accessible for people, and also. You could make kids tickets free. That's true. Yeah. Just for one game a season, you can get a free ticket for your kid. <laughs> you can bring your kid to a game and they could fall in love with the game. Well, I mean, it makes sense why they're Toy Story. It makes sense why they're trying to get kids like more into sports because as of right now, sports as a whole, the viewership is down on all levels across all is sports. True? Is that true? Yeah, I mean, generational-wise, like, if you're looking at the next generation, they're not nearly as into sports as the other ones are. Wait till they get girlfriends and need an escape. True. <laughs> but, uh, I, or they I, realize how much fun having a having a pint of beer and watching a bad Thursday night football game is with your buds. This is kind of a sneaky good game, though, Falcons. Uh, Jags kind of like this one. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like the NFL just throws garbage over there, no matter what. I, next week will, won't won't be too bad. I'm not sure about Falcons Jags though. This one might be a little stinky. Can I ask a question? What? What were the picks on the Thursday night game for all of us? We were all Lions. All Lions. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we were all Lions. So, um, no ground made up there. Uh, but you're not 500 anymore. You have a winning record. You're 25 and 24. There you go. That take too many shots. Um, uh, so Zay Jones out for this game. Uh, not no, nobody too big on the injury report from what I saw for this game. So pretty much all systems go. The Jaguars have been somewhat disappointing this year. Uh, I'd say the Falcons have been either exactly what you think they're going to be or slightly better, depending on what your opinion of them was coming into the season. So I don't really know what to expect out of this game. My heart would tell me. 
the ja- or the brain my brain would tell me the Jaguars, but my heart goes, uh, I don't know if the Jaguars are good right now. So I don't really know what to expect from this game. What do you guys think about this, Dylan? Um, I think this is this might be like a nice little get right game for the Jags. Technically um, a home game. I know, but it's it's still L- I think London that, crowd usually yeah, roots they, for the Jaguars. They will root for them. They'll get their juices flowing. The Jaguars usually play somewhat decent to good football in London. From what I've noticed, say they've won games. I'm sure they've lost games out there. I don't really pay attention, but almost, almost certainly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what's going on out there. Like we've we've shaded Joe Burrow so much for his play. We've shaded a couple quarterbacks for their play. Well, this Trevor Lawrence guy just kind of fucking goes under the radar with his terrible play. You know, like he hasn't been a very reliable quarterback, moving the ball, protecting the ball. You know, igniting that offense. So it's a tough defense to get right against, though. Yeah, Falcons kind of have a sneaky good defense. I agree with yeah. that. But I do think this is a get-right game for the Jags, though, too. I mean, this is their this is their crowd. They're the London team of the NFL, whether anyone wants to admit it or not. And I do see the Jags winning this this one. Uh, the Jags are four and five in London. Oh, mm. four and five. Also, this is a Calvin Ridley revenge game, no? Oh yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah. So that's that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I would say that's a pretty good chance he scores a touchdown then in this game. Start up Calvin Ridley this start week. Calvin Ridley. I feel like most people, if you have Calvin Ridley, you're probably starting him anyway. But yeah, start. I would start Calvin Ridley for sure against Atlanta. Sometimes these London games are a little wacky, though. Uh, I believe this is in my favorite soccer team stadium. I think that's usually where they play in London, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So that's that's cool, I guess. Um do we uh, expect the Jaguars to ever move to London? I think we've we've no. talked about this before. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, the logistics would just be too much, in my opinion. They would lose their fans. All I their mean, fans. I they would lose I, everyone in Jacksonville. I guarantee, I can almost guarantee you. How many they people live in Jacksonville? London. Yeah, but they have a dedicated fan base. Yeah, they do. So I think a move would you would absolutely lose all of your fans almost to London, dude. So there's about 950,000 people who live in Jacksonville as of 2021. And as of 2019, there was 8.9 million people in London. So they might actually lose a bunch of fans and then gain a ton more. Yeah. But but British fans, how do we, I don't know. I don't know how the feel in England is about American football. Like, would they be big fans right right off the bat? Would it take them a while? Would they be like super stubborn no, about it and no, not want to do it? They I would, actually don't they would know. Fucking be, I think they'd be there. I think they probably would be too. Eight point nine million. They're is a crazy, lot, bro. They're, like British people are nuts. Dude, how many people they, are in New York? They kill people in the streets over fucking another game with the ball in it. I think there are more people in London than there are in NYC. That's pretty crazy. I guess I, I guess that makes sense. I didn't really think of it like that. Anyway, we're getting off topic. This is a sports podcast, not a London population yeah. podcast. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, anything else you guys are looking for in this in this matchup? Uh, Tyler Algier has fallen off big time since week one. Yeah. yeah. 
I think people thought that they were going to have like a double combo, you know, like a Tony Pollard Zeke thing where they could start both of them week to week. And that's just not the case. Still too early to tell, but we'll see. Yeah, maybe. Uh, all right, yeah, so I, I, I picked the Jags. I got Jags as well. Mac also has the Jaguars. Dylan? I feel so fucking like I'm just going to fall farther behind here making my hot picks. But I'm going to go Falcons. This is, right. how you, this is how you get ahead, though. This yeah. is how I get behind so far. Also, yeah, ahead or behind. <laughs> um, um, I just, I just feel like the Falcons, they're, they're, they've struggled against the Jags. Have struggled against good defenses. So the, the Chiefs and the Texans, and I, and I, and I don't think that the Falcons are very far behind that defense wise. I think they'll give them problems. Okay, fair enough. Um, moving on. Dolphins three and zero at Buffalo Bills two and one. Jalen Phillips out for the Dolphins uh, oblique. Jalen Waddle will play. Uh, Salvin Ahmed and Teron Armstead both questionable. Jordan Poyer out with a knee for the Bills. Uh, this is probably one of the more interesting games of the week. Honestly, a potential playoff matchup. Obviously, two division foes. Dolphins coming off the 70-point game last week against the Broncos. The Bills coming off back-to-back blowouts of the Raiders and the Commanders. Uh, in Buffalo, uh, I think the Dolphins kind of lucked out here, not getting like a late season in Buffalo game where it'll be a super cold. Uh, it'll be very interesting the, the first time we see the Dolphins in like a cold matchup. Uh, but how do we feel about this? Uh, I personally expect the Dolphins to keep it going. I think. Uh, Kai, what's your uh, feeling about this game? I'm right there with you about the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, after what we saw last week with the 70-point blowout, um, I expect that to continue, even against a great defense in the Bills. The Dolphins' defense, meanwhile, while it's not an elite unit by any means, they do come up clutch in big plays. I do see them coming up with some key turnovers and big moments against the Bills, especially with Josh Allen being so turnover-prone at times. Overall, I think this is going to be a great game. Very high scoring. Um, very much a fantasy gold mine too. So if you have any Dolphins players, start them all up. I mean, even start some of your Bills too. Honestly, like Absolutely. Gabe Davis has been good the last couple of weeks. I, I I wouldn't say that's a must start or anything, but that's a play. Uh, I think James Cook is a nice start this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan, what what are your thoughts about this game? I mean, I think the Bills defense has gotten right. I think they've gotten. On track, their pass rush, their back seven, like their back four, I don't know, their front seven. Remember the two teams they were playing against? Yes. That is to be said, right? I mean, that's going to be the key to this game. Can they slow down this hyperspeed Dolphins offense? I mean, you know, this is going to be a big test for the Bills defense here. Well, we know there's no slowing down Tyreek. Absolutely, Uh, Can you you slow down Waddle, Moster, and Achan, I think is the real question. Um, I think I think the Bills have a, a as good of a chance as anyone on the schedule to beat the Dolphins. This is a division game. Sean McDermott's a good defensive coach. They're not the Broncos, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they played the Patriots twenty-four to seventeen. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they beat the Chargers. Like they just blew out the Broncos. So. It's in Buffalo. DeMar Hamlin's playing. I got Buffalo, dude. No, oh, okay. Mm. I have the Dolphins. Mac has the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins as well. 
guy's got dolphins as well. So, uh, yeah, I, um, I think this is going to be a really fun game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I'd say maybe like a, like a 35, 28, 35, 31, something along those lines. Yeah. I was going to say it's going to be pretty close. So at the end, I think the dolphins barely squeaked by that dolphins defense is, and I will say this dog shit, dude. Yeah. Their run defense is really bad. If they can't, if they, if Buffalo controls the clock, dude, and which they will, I think. What makes you think the, the Dolphins can't control the clock, though, with A-Chan and Mostert? They're too explosive. They're too <laughs> explosive. They're ripping off 60, 70-yard plays. They're scoring in two, three, four plays. They're not controlling the clock. You can't control the clock if you're down by 27, then. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is if, they can if Buffalo can keep, which I think they will, can keep the Miami Dolphins offense off the field for long stretches. They can stop their little hot streaks. Cause the dude, Denver had the ball, I think, for 45 seconds. <laughs> they had like a punt return touchdown, a long touchdown, and they had the ball for 30 seconds after that on a three and out. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I mean, really, if Marvin Mims didn't have the ball, the Broncos weren't doing anything. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't um, think their defense is that bad. It's very much a bend but don't break defense that comes up pretty clutch in big moments. So we'll it's see. like get gashed in the run game defense. Yeah, I fully expect James Cook to have a really nice game. I, I do think sure. I, I do think James Cook has a nice start this week, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. All right. So me, Matt, Kai are on the fins. Dylan is on Buffalo. Let's go ahead and move on. Manders, Eagles. Washington's oh. two and one. Philly's three and zero. Oh. Uh, I think everyone's writing the Commanders off, rightfully so. In this matchup, it's a bad matchup. But remember, last year the Commanders beat Philadelphia in Philly on a Monday Night Football game and gave the Eagles their first loss of the year. Could history repeat itself, Kai? I don't think so. I mean, after no, what, after not. after what we saw last week with Sam Howell. It's very clear that he struggles against elite defenses, and this is another elite defense that he's facing. And the Eagles really flourished last week on defense, so I expect the Eagles to handedly win this one. It is a divisional game, though, and weird things happen in divisional True. games. I think Sam Howe will be better because he can't get any worse than he was. Uh, so I, I think that the Commanders will have a better showing. I do not expect them to win this game, though. Uh, you sure Dylan, what do you that? think? Are you sure? You sure about that? <laughs> Oh uh, uh, yeah. Sam, so I honestly it's it's fun to hang uh, to hate on how. I thought he's week 1 he was fine, not great, but fine. Week 2 he was pretty good against the Broncos, yeah. granted it's the Broncos. Week 3 he was terrible. Uh, he's, you know, four games into his career. Yeah. I think that Eagles front 7 is the best in football. Yeah, they're they're I they mean, are not going to make him comfortable all game. There's there's not a bad player that they're rotating in. Uh, on the defensive line and in the linebacking core. So that's going to be a huge issue for that offensive line because that pass rush is nasty. And the commanders, so, the commanders O line looks very vulnerable right now too. They have their moments, but then they have moments where they completely fucking break down too. And it doesn't help that yeah. Sam Howell holds onto the ball entirely too long. Yeah. That sounds, yeah, I know what that's like. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't, I see a world where Washington wins, but I, I don't think it's this one. Um, Quez Watkins and Sidney Brown both out. You worried about 
either of those injuries guy? No, nah, not really. I'm not a Quez yeah. Watkins guy at all. Um, he's he's got really nice things to say about you. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm like a Travis Fulgham guy. Where's he at? Ugh. Is he even in the league still? I don't. I don't think so. That guy had like two good games, like two years ago. Of all time. Um. All right. I think that's it for this game. Uh, I think we're all on the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hi, Brian Mag Dylan. All the Eagles. Okay. Next up. Oh, this will be fun. Broncos Bears. Uh, Broncos 0-3, Bears 0-3 in Chicago. The Bears rule out several defensive backs. <laughs> Eddie Jackson out with a foot. Jalen Johnson out with a hammy. Josh Blackwell on IR with a hammy. I believe you guys are also already missing a DB or two before that all these injuries happen. Uh, for the Broncos, Frank Clark and Josie Jewell out. And Justin Simmons is questionable with a hip injury. So let's start with Dylan. What are your expectations for this game? Also, our starting um, slot corner has been on IR since week one. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jaquan Brisker gets hurt at the, the second snap of every game so far. Um, our defense, do bad. It's really bad. So I'm fully, as a Bears fan, I'm fully expecting to get beaten by 17 points by the Broncos. And I think that's that's by the, how many points? Seventeen points. Oh, all right. Now I think our offense. I think our offense is like this. If we can't, if we can't get something going against Denver, dude. I if I'll take this down. If we can't at least score, uh, uh, dude. If we can't at least Retire make retiring the flag. Yeah, dude, if we can't make it competitive against the Broncos, it's a it's a tanking year. I know what's going on. We're looking at getting good draft picks and we're gonna, you know, lose as many games as possible, give up on Justin Fields. So I I haven't seen any bright have you guys seen anything good happen for the Bears on offense at all one time? Brother, I don't watch the Bears. <laughs> it's like Unless there's I no highlights. <laughs> all the touchdowns are accidents. It's like, oh, we accidentally scored a touchdown today because a guy fell down. He let me run past him. That's the Bears touchdowns for you. So I fully expect Russell Wilson to have a vintage Russell Wilson game this week. I would start all of your Broncos in fantasy football, Cordland Sutton, Javante Williams, Russell Wilson, etc. Even down to the nitty gritty of maybe a backup tight end for the Broncos. So. So if you if you take that flag down, what are you gonna put up there? A Blackhawks flag or something? Connor Bedard looks pretty good. I'm gonna put a bunch of shelves <laughs> <laughs> with books on them. Books, my Harry Potter books that are off camera right now. Um, uh, Kai, uh, do you agree with him? Do you think the Broncos are gonna win by 17? I don't know if I agree with that score, but I do think the Broncos are going to win. Um, just f- what we've seen from Russell Wilson lately, he has not been the problem for the Broncos lately. It's just, uh, of course, the defense is not helping matters. Um, I, Russell Wilson, honestly, has looked much improved this year. I expect him to have a good renaissance game here against the Bears. Um, I'm not going to pick the Bears, but just like last week when I was like, I kind of want to pick the Cardinals, I do kind of want to pick the Bears. I, I, the Broncos aren't that good. You know, like they're, they're definitely better than the Bears, but they're just not that good. They're not so good that you can instill confidence in them. Uh, with that being said, I do expect them to win. So uh, I don't think it'll be by 17. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, here's my question. Win, 
I have a question. Um, do we expect We're Justin- all on the Broncos, by the way. Yeah. Uh, do we expect uh, Justin Fields to have a bounce back game in fantasy by any means? I would start him. If I had to, I would start him in fantasy. I am going to. Yeah. And even though I said I'm fully expecting the Broncos to win by 17 points, I'm going to choose the Bears to win this game. Whoa. Oh, you're oh, so you're picking the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's kind of backwards. <laughs> um, I'm going to die with my team. I have their hat on. I have this fucking flag in the back. I have a bunch of jerseys. I have memorabilia. I have all these things. I'm going to die with this team. Okay. Right now. Uh, you're also going to die in our standings. Yeah. Or I will catch up all the way. Okay. Maybe. Uh... Ravens, Browns, Ravens two and one, Browns two and one. This is the uh, battle for first place in the AFC North. Ravens have a ton of injury issues right now. They have kind of all season long. Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham, Marlon Humphrey, all out. Ronnie Stanley, doubtful. Justice Hill is, I think Justice Hill got cleared to play. He's going to play, right? So Marcus Williams was questionable. Has he been cleared? I I haven't heard anything about Marcus Williams. Jesus Christ, I have like something going on here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Even Joku? What's going on with him? What's this fire nonsense? (laughs) Dude, he's quite... So this came out like an hour ago. So he's questionable after sustaining injuries after attempting to light a fire pit at his house, according to sources. Uh, apparently he burned part of his face in his in his hand, so that sucks. I hope he's okay. With that being said, that's that's crazy. That's a that's a crazy can, injury. I don't think you can play football with burns, dude. No, absolutely not. Especially well, on your how, hands. How in bad are face, burns, dude. though? You know, if it, it's just like a, a couple of specks, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't get a full a couple diagnosis. Specks, a couple of specks, couple of, specks of burns. Specks of burns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you get flicked by lava? <laughs> Uh, hopefully he's okay but it's 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 uh, um comical's not the right word but it's a it's an odd 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 injury here uh so we'll see about that don't forget deshaun watson dealing with an injury as well to his throwing shoulder he's expected to play but that's kind of a a risky proposition there so well who's their backup tight end it's harrison bryant right he's not that bad no he's pretty solid uh i don't know if i would start him but the uh this this game is a battle for first place but i don't think it's going to look like a battle for first place i kind of expect this game to be a little sloppy yeah i mean yeah all these afc north games are sloppy bro extremely sloppy yeah it's still really hard to read this division because all four teams have had like bright spots and really bad spots too uh so i i don't know i i think i expect it's in cleveland Ravens are very injured. And then like the one receiver they do have is Zay Flowers and they like refuse to use him for anything other than like screens and handoffs and shit. So it's like I man, I honestly don't know. What are you guys feeling about this game? I don't know who I'm picking here. Um, I'm kind of Ravens are kind of on my shit list right now. They're just to me, I feel like they're just such a fraudulent team. Um, very ugly two and one team at that too. Um I'm definitely rolling with the Browns here. Better defense, um, more cohesive offense, in my opinion. Deshaun Watson looked like he returned to form last week. And even if Watson doesn't play this week, I kind of like Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I kind of want to see the kid play. I think I think Watson's for sure going to play. I just don't know how effective he's going to be, uh, yeah. especially with the, with the, th- it's the throwing shoulder. Dylan, what do you think about this game? 
It is a very, very sloppy game. And if we're going, I'm going to pick this game based on who's going to have the best player on the field. And that's going to be the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. I feel like if Lamar Jackson can't take this game over and beat the Cleveland Browns with an injured Deshaun Watson and a guy with burns on his face, I don't, I don't know, man. So I, I think I'd I'd have to go with the Ravens, like kind of holding down little brother here. Still, I'll go Ravens as well. Uh, Mac is also on the Ravens, so Kai's the only one on the Browns. Nice. So yeah, I, I mean, it's just weird because the Ravens have so many injuries. The Browns have a couple of key injuries. It's hard to hard to imagine what's going to happen here. What are, what's our thoughts about Jerome Ford against the Ravens? Hmm. I think it'll be a Jerome Ford game. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to say going to be the same designation for me as it was last week. Um, very touchdown dependent upside play. Okay, I would uh, look for him to have like a smash smash out fucking like hundred fifty yard game with a couple touchdowns like David Montgomery, but I would look at cool. for like the the it's going to be a competitive game. I do believe. Okay. So I don't think that the Browns will be trailing or throwing the ball too much i think it'll be a very defensive smash mouth game so uh beggles one and two titans one and two in tennessee Traylon burks out irv smith and charlie jones both out for the bengals nico autry is questionable for tennessee uh is this the game that joe burrow gets back to normal against the horrible titans pass defense he's been full participant in practice all week for the first time since week one i think uh, do we expect anything from Burrow? I personally think this will be Burrow's best game of the year. I don't know if it will be amazing, but uh, the Titans' pasty is is really not that good. Yeah, I think this is the week that Burrow has to bounce back, and I think he will bounce back. If he doesn't, it, uh, Bengals better hit that panic button. Would you start him in a league if you had if you had him, guy? Yeah, yeah. This I, week, I I, too. this week, I absolutely would start Joe Burrow. I'm st- uh, in the league. The only league I have Burrow in, I, I'm, I'm starting Anthony Richardson over him. I think that's I think that's fair. If I didn't have Richardson, I would feel pretty cool, pretty good about starting Burrow. Yeah. Dylan, what uh, what's your take on the Bengals? Yeah, man, it's been underwhelming. I mean, they've had a rough start to the season, but they won a game, so I think that's a good jumping off point. The Titans are a team to beat because they just got absolutely hammered by the Bengals. I mean, by the Browns, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I don't I don't look at the Titans as like a defense that can hold all that talent back, so I'll go with Bengals on this one. Yeah. I mean and not even to mention, um the Bengals D line looked amazing last week and against that horrible Tennessee Titans offensive line, Ryan Tannehill is gonna be getting hit quite a lot too. Oh yeah. He's a statue, dude. Where's Will Levis? Where's Malik Willis? No, where's Will Levis? <laughs> but yeah, for that re- um, but for that reason, I'm going Bengals here too. Yeah, better D line, better passing offense. The Titans just have too many weaknesses against their firepower. Titans have a solid D line. They do. Yeah, run but, defense. They have a solid run defense. Yeah, but they have a good they have a good D line though. They have good they have, they have nice names on the D line. But, but uh, bad passing defense. That'll hurt, but yeah. No, I'm with you. I think we're all on the bank. Yeah, we're all on the Bengals. So I, I fully expect Joe Burrow to have a uh, 
we'll say his best game of the year. I, I, I won't say good. I'll say best game of the year. So I, I, last week was easily his best game of the year, and I wouldn't say it was all that great. So uh, I, I definitely think it'll be a step up. Jamar Chase got 15 targets last week where Burrow was very mid. Do we think Chase is going to have a big game again this week? I kind of do. Yeah. I think T. Higgins will have a nice game, too. I think so. I think it'll be probably be more of a chase game. I could see I could see them wanting to funnel their offense through that that playmaker. So I don't so think so the far, targets lie. I don't think the So far there was week one where neither Chase nor Higgins did well, but I guess Higgins had the more targets, so we'll give the edge to him. Week two was definitely the Higgins game. He had two touchdowns and Chase didn't really do much of anything. Week three was the Chase game, so it's kind of Higgins is kind of leading the series two games to one right now. If you don't want to count week one, it's 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 up for grabs one one. So I guess it's a coin flip who will have the better game. Uh, I would guess I would expect Chase as he's the better player, but T Higgins is still really good. I would start both obviously if you have either of them. Uh, I guess we'll move on. Oh, before we move on, uh, are you guys worried about Derrick Henry yet? Uh, yeah, I am. I, I am. am. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I honestly didn't draft him in any leagues this year. I was kind of uh, wary on him. So I have him in one dynasty league, uh, and I I have to start him. Obviously, if you have Derrick Henry, you got to start him. Uh, it's not quite there yet, where you 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 probably won't be benching him unless you just have a million other options. Because you never know, he could easily come out and have four touchdowns this week. You know, it's and look like the Derrick Henry of old. But the way that they've been using Tajay Spears is concerning to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, I, it'll be very interesting to see how that situation shakes out as we uh, go later into the season. Uh, Rams one and two, Colts two and one. Tyler Higby is questionable. Uh, just got a nice little contract extension too the other day. Tyler Higby, Ryan Kelly is out for this game. Quentin Nelson and DeForest Buckner are both questionable. Anthony Richardson will start for the Colts. This is a sneaky decent game. Yeah, Rams Colts. So I think this is going to be a close one. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Rams look because uh, I don't know. I feel like they're coming down off that week one high now. They they've I feel like they've been less and less impressive as the weeks go on. Yeah. So we'll see how they look against the Colts. Uh, in theory, this could be the last game that Jonathan Taylor misses. Maybe if he he's eligible to come back next week. So I, do you guys expect him to be back? I don't personally. I don't think he's going to play this year. I think he will. I was reading something about where like if he doesn't play this year, it's kind of like going to be a repeat of his same contract situation next season. I don't know the exact specifics, but that's what someone was saying it as. Yeah, that's true. If he doesn't play enough games to be eligible to fulfill his franchise tag or is it a franchise tag jonathan taylor yeah something along those Mm, lines i don't think he got franchise tagged i think he i think jim ursay just said randomly that he would not pay him when his contract was up but jonathan taylor was like fuck you then dude yeah and he just refused to play so i actually don't think taylor was franchise tagged i could be wrong the franchise tagged running backs were pollard saquon and uh no saquon signed a deal he's not franchised no, but that, those were the three running backs that yeah, were having yeah, the, the franchise drama. Yeah. 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 The John and the Taylor stuff came out of fucking nowhere. It yeah, was just because Ursay said that shit. But either way, Dylan's correct. Jonathan Taylor does have to fulfill some kind of obligation to his contract. Otherwise, it's going to be the same situation yeah. next year. He's like a healthy scratch where he sits out. Yeah. Okay, so maybe Jonathan Taylor does come back next week, which would be bad for Zach Moss owners. Oh. Uh, really bad, probably. 
I don't know. I mean, what if Jonathan Taylor comes out the gate real slow because he hasn't played football in a while? But you're going to, I mean, he's better than Zach Moss, though, so you're oh, going to yeah, use him, right? By far, by far, yeah. Um, what, so this is actually the last, this is the last week that Cooper Cup is, uh, before Cooper Cup's eligible to come back, too, right? He can yeah. come back next week. So they've had talk. Do they play Philly next week? Was that correct? Let me. You're talking about the Rams. Rams, yeah. Did I make that up? I I, I don't. Uh, they do. They I, do. They do play Philly. So I think McVeigh was talking about it a couple days ago where he thinks that Cooper Cup is going to come back and play against the Eagles next week. So that's really good news for Cooper Cup owners. Great news, obviously, for the Rams. Bad news for the Eagles, but I think they'll be okay. Um. So this is this is interesting. It's the Rams and Colts potentially both getting their best players back next week. Uh, who do we have winning this game? Um, I think I'm going Colts, guys. Mac has the Rams. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, so the Colts, what scares me about the Colts is they have two key injuries to their O-line right now. With uh, If Quentin Nelson plays, it'll be a lot better, but Ryan Kelly mm-hmm. being out hurts a lot too. Um, oh, man, the Colts look great last week against the Ravens. I was actually very impressed by them. I think with I'm gonna... Minshew, though, with Minshew. That's true, yeah, but I mean, they were great even when Anthony Richardson was in too they for were. a little bit. So um, I think I'm going to roll with the Colts. After what I saw last week at the Rams, it seems like they desperately need Cooper Cup back in that offense, and I'm going to roll with the hot hand here with the Colts. I'm starting to think that week one performance was a little bit of a paper tiger, where it's just like they're they're not maybe not quite maybe not as bad as what people thought they were going to be entering the season, but also not quite as good as they were in week one, where they just completely like blindsided the Seahawks. Yeah. Dylan, what's your take on Rams Colts? You're muted. They had, a, they had a really competitive game against the Niners as well, though. The Rams. Oh, that's true. Ooh, hold on, oh. hold on, hold on. We got breaking news, breaking news. Uh-oh. The Raiders have released Chandler Jones. Okay. So big surprise. Yeah, huge yeah. surprise. Um Yeah, so he is uh no longer I, I would say I doubt he's back in the NFL ever again. Also, another breaking news, <laughs> David Njoku via Twitter says, the flesh is weak. See you tomorrow. What? <laughs> oh, oh wow. no. Hey, Chandler Jones passed the demon to David Njoku. <laughs> the flesh is weak. See you tomorrow. Uh, that's a great, t- that's an all-time tweet right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he means flesh is weak, but my insides are strong. I guess so. Are we strong? Are we strong? You let, strong? Me, uh, let me double strong. check. Let me double check this tweet real quick because that's actually a hilarious tweet. Oh, um, I have the I have the Rams. Okay. Okay. The Rams to ram it in. You know what I mean? Aaron Donald's gonna annihilate Anthony Richardson, dude. It's gonna be bad if he can catch him. Yeah, and Joku said the flesh is weak. See you tomorrow. Hashtag dog pound. <laughs> that's a great tweet that's an all-time tweet right there i love that that's uh, a marcus right. peters tweet <laughs> it kind of is <laughs> um, um who'd you say you said you had rams dylan yeah yeah so okay. we got anthony richardson who's a more evasive fucking kind of like an a, amazing dual threat quarterback versus literally the the human hydraulic fucking pressure in aaron donald so we'll see Obviously, Aaron Donald is something to worry about. Absolutely. Um, 
I could definitely see that being a thing. A great point by Kai about the offensive line injuries because like Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly are like two of the best O-linemen in the league. So missing both of them would be huge for the Colts uh, in a bad way. So uh, I still, I, I don't know. I still like the Colts though. It's in Indianapolis. Uh, so we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, I, I do expect this game to be pretty good though. I think this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a red zone game. However, I will say um, I still think that Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, and Kyron Williams are still very startable, no matter what. Oh, I mean, Kyron Williams is in your lineup, no fucking matter what. I think Puka still is too until Cup until Cup comes back, and I think Tutu is absolutely a flex play for sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, any last words? No. Bucks two and one, Saints two and one. It'll be in New Orleans. This is going to be Alvin Kamara's season debut. Derek Carr, Foster Moreau, both questionable. I personally do not expect Derek Carr to play. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I could see him coming back next week if he's really feeling uh, uppity about wanting to come back. But AC joints brains are nothing to fuck with. Especially, is it in his throwing shoulder? I actually don't remember. Actually, I don't think it is. I think it's his left shoulder. Yeah, it's his left shoulder. His left Stop shoulder, being a so. punk, dude. Get out there and play. Uh, Stop being a punk. Those are fucking painful. AC joint sprains. Uh, those yeah. are really painful. So I, I expect yeah, this to be a Jameis million. game. So let me let me let's assume Jameis plays. What do we expect from some of these offensive weapons for the Saints? Kamara, Michael Thomas, Olave. What do you guys expect, Dylan? I mean, if Jameis plays, obviously it's going to be more of a field stretching. Um, mentality because I think that's what Jameis is that's his mentality regardless of the play call he's like you mean a what do you mean a draw up the middle audible deep pass let's go (laughs) (laughs) like look we're just gonna chuck it deep so I'd look at Olave as like getting a boost I think Rashid Shahid Chris Olave are gonna get these boosts if Jameis Winston plays I agree and 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 Michael Thomas maybe I don't know I'm not I think Michael Thomas is too man I think they're I think Jameis is gonna throw the ball a ton (laughs) yeah so I'm not I'm not super sold on like the the Michael Thomas with Jameis Winston thing I'm not sure if their games match up because he's a high to low quarterback so unless he can get up the field faster than these field stretchers he's gonna be he's gonna be the second read depending on the play call Really, what Michael Thomas has been doing every single week is like five for fifty-ish. So it's like if he's doing five for fifty with Derek Carr, he could do five for fifty easily with Jameis Winston, right? Even if he's if he if Jameis is looking upfield, you you could accidentally throw the ball to Michael Thomas five or six times at the line of scrimmage, or you know, or you know, at the at the uh, line to gain. So he's definitely going to go high to low. So he's going to go Olave, Rashid, Thomas, mm-hmm. like on most play calls. So. I could look at that, but like in an offense ran by Jameis Winston, you have a better chance of scoring from the 30 than from the three, if that makes sense. Like he's he has a better chance of getting you a 30 yard touchdown pass than maneuvering a drive down into the red zone and scoring, in my opinion. So I think Alvin Kamara is going to help a little bit. Though. Oh, he's playing. Yeah, he's I'm back. starting. I'm starting. I think I might start him this week. Thank I'm you. starting Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I think you have to. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially James... in, a, in a game with their backup quarterback in. Like obviously, Dennis Allen has shown us what he thinks of Jameis Winston with his refusal to play him last year, even when Andy Dalton was struggling, and that just made no sense to try to not try to switch something up, at least to Taysom Hill. I, that was so confusing to me. His 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 loyalty to Andy Dalton last year. So you can tell Dennis Allen doesn't want to play Jameis Winston. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I 
Carlton Davis is also questionable for this game too, so that's going to hurt the Bucks if he doesn't play. I think if Derek Carr plays, uh, there's a slight uptick to Michael Thomas, I think, because he will be looking to get a, get rid of the ball quick uh, and in a hurry. So the tight ends, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas might get a boost. But Jameis plays. I'm looking for the playmakers because he's fully healthy, looking to sling it. I think yeah. Jameis should 100% play. I, I think you give Carr at least one week off, if not two or three. I, that, I don't think you want to mess with that because – I don't know. Those injuries are so painful. Like even if it's not his throwing shoulder, it's still like the side where he's most likely to get hit first if he gets sacked. You know, so if he's yep. like thinking about that too much, he's going to be a little jumpy. That's Why not just give side. it to Jameis? Dylan's right. Olave has a chance to pop off with Jameis because Jameis is going to be fucking staring down that fucking field for Olave. Olave has so. the most receiving yards this year without a touchdown. So it's like that's not really Derek Carr's game. You know, it it, it was sometimes, but it's just not consistently his game like it is with Jameis. So. I definitely think Olave gets a it's, gets a bump like Dylan was saying if Jameis plays, and I honestly think I honestly think all the receivers might get like a small bump at, at the very least. I, I kind of think Michael Thomas is still playable as a flex play. I, I don't think it changes because it's not like he's been like super impressive with Derek Carr. He's just been very usable fantasy wise. Did the Saints get worse with Jameis Winston in the lineup? I think it's a lateral move. So I think so. It's weird because I think the receiver statistics will would pop up if Jameis was the was the uh, the quarterback all year long, but I think it wouldn't be by much. I do think it would get a little bit of a pop, but I think that they would lose more often. Yeah, pick sixes. And it's like what Kai security. and I were saying on the Tuesday or on the Wednesday episode was: Do do we think Derek Carr, or the Saints win that game if Derek Carr stays in? And I think the answer is yes. We both said, yeah, we think that the Saints would be 3-0 and they would have beat the Packers if Derek Carr never got hurt. I mean, it's true, but I think it's because Jameis came in halfway that he wasn't able to enact his whole, like, full game plan. You know, I think a full game with Jameis. Brother, Jameis doesn't have a game plan. <laughs> it's just yeah, it. It's just, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, like, I've known that since he was a 15-year-old kid on Elite 11. I know, I'm just, I'm just saying that if uh, <laughs> Derek Carr finished that game, they had a better chance to win. But I think if you're coming in on a fresh slate, Jameis has a good chance to win this game as well. Let me throw two more things at you. This is a Jameis Winston revenge game as well. Oh, I remember yeah. he used to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And also, remember that this is uh, – I, I feel like this is slightly overblown, but I feel like the big story matchup in, in whenever the Bucks and Saints play is Marshawn Lattimore usually shuts down Mike Evans. So if yeah. Baker Mayfield doesn't have his key receiver, uh, what, what happens? Uh, does he just – you know, funnel everything to Godwin. It doesn't seem like he loves Godwin. Uh, Godwin has been a very Michael Thomas-esque player in fantasy so far this year, like a five for 50. Yeah, you know, he's always just right around there. So that'll be interesting too. I think I'm picking the Saints, guys. Um, Mac is picking the Saints as well. I am also picking the Saints, yeah. The Marshawn Lattimore thing against Mike Evans, that is a very true fact. Marshawn Lattimore is one of the best uh, corners in the league. Saints have a great defense, and after what we saw with the Bucks last week, they are very vulnerable against good defenses. It's such an absurd thing, though, and Mike Evans is so talented that it, it can't happen every fucking time forever, though. You know, it's like True. eventually, and I'm sure Mike Evans already has had good games against Marshawn Lattimore. It just doesn't get talked about. He's going to have a good game eventually. It's you know, he's it's bound to happen. He's overdue for one. So, I got the Saints. We're all on the Saints. Uh, that's a that's an interesting one to be all on. It is a tough one, but I still think Saints here. Uh, the Saints the Saints defense plays that 
Buccaneers offense well, and it wasn't just Brady. Yeah. Uh, is Kamara going to be a, a Kamara, or is do you think he's going to shape right now? Is he going to be his I think, rightful? I think he'll have to give him the ball, dude. You have to give him the ball as many times as you can. Kendra Miller is still in uh, in play too. Tojo still in play. Taysom Hill still in play. We'll see Man. how Dennis Allen uses all I those would, guys. I would feed Kamara as, as I would much too. as I could. I would too. Yeah. So we'll see how it works though. Uh, Vikings 0-3. Panthers 0-3. Bryce Young will play. Miles Sanders questionable. Jonathan Mingo questionable. Frankie Louvu questionable all for Carolina. Um, if Miles Sanders doesn't play, can Chuba Hubbard handle the role, Kai? I don't think so. I do, personally. I think Chuba's been just as good as I, I know I'm the, the red I, it's almost like a bit now that I'm the Miles Sanders hater. I think Chuba's been just as good as Miles Sanders. I, I don't know. Uh, I think I think Chuba's a good play this week, honestly, if Miles Sanders doesn't play against the Vikings. Run D, I, I would fire him up. If, I've looked at the waiver. I've been trying to find an excuse to play Chuba Hubbard because I actually think he's going to have a good game, and I just can't do it. I just don't have the roster space for it in any of the leagues that he's available. Uh, I do think that like if you're desperate for a running back, I think Chuba's a good play this week. Dylan, what do you think? I mean... He's kind of shown that he could be a startable fantasy asset in the past. I mean, with with CMC out and even with CMC in and with Miles Sanders in, he's provided you know some scoring opportunities, and the running back's going to get work in that offense. I mean, I hope. So, but, I mean, if you have a reason to start Chuba Hubbard, I probably would, especially if Miles Sanders is out. Um. Because his receiving upside as a running back is pretty high. I like his receiving upside. I like running backs like that. Start him. Who cares? Start him. If you're having to start him, you got to start him. And I doubt the Panthers' offense is going to look as crisp as it did last week without Andy Dalton. So Bryce Young could be checking it down a little bit too. <laughs> I uh, I actually kind of disagree with you how you said that he's been a decent back before, like with CMC. I think Chuba's been kind of bad throughout his career, but it looks to me, at least from like an eye test point of view, look, he looks a little bit better this year. That's all. I think he's taken at least a little bit of a step in his game. So I uh, I think Chuba's perfectly fine to play. I, I you know I I imagine once Miles Sanders comes back, he would not be a good play. But I think this yeah. week for sure, I think he's a, he's a solid play. I, I, I just mean he's produced sure. he's he's produced decent startable games from time to time. He's like the Alexander Madison, but maybe who knows more talented doesn't fumble. This is also an Adam Thielen revenge game, Kai. How do you feel about that? I think Adam Thielen will have a nice game. It's clear that he's the number one option over there in Carolina, so. Andy Dalton's not starting, bro. I, I don't trust Bryce Young yet. I do think that if you want to play Adam Thielen as like a flex play, I think that's perfectly fine. But I, I especially with a revenge game factor, but I, I still don't trust Bryce Young enough to like feel great about it. How did you feel about the Chupa Hubbard stuff, guy? I, I mean, everything Dylan said was fine. I mean, I was I was one of the guys that was pretty high on him coming out of college because he actually had great production in college, but it just did not show his first few years in the NFL. Although he does look great and much improved coming into this year. Um, yeah, I think going from Miles Sanders to Chuba Hubbard is kind of like a lateral move at this point. I haven't seen enough from Miles Sanders this year to believe. Um, who are we picking in this game? Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Vikings too. Like, If they can't win this game, then their season is over. They can't go 0-4, right? Yeah, no. Good. That's what I'm saying. That roster on paper 
is not an 0-3 team even right now. If they go 0-4, then I'm going to be like, what is going on? Now, are they a 2-2 two and two or a 1-3 and three team? Potentially, but they're not an 0-4 team. Absolutely Kirk Cousins not. is having like one of the best years of his career, honestly, so far. Justin Jefferson is doing Justin Jefferson things. Addison and Osborne are showing up. Like The offense is doing decent. Like Even Madison had a decent game last week, even though he was trying to have a bad game as hard as possible. Uh, and then with no, I think if Andy Dalton was playing this game, it'd be a much more interesting proposition. But with Bryce Young back, I, I think I think Vikings for sure. Uh, so we're all on Minnesota here. Uh, I think we should go ahead and on. Give me a second. No, I do want to say this: the Vikings have played the first three games of the season, three games. Decided by one score. Just like Wasn't last that year. Thing last year? Yeah, except they were sure winning. Was. And now they're 0-3. Yeah. I mean so. they lost a, they lost by three to the Bucks, by six to the Eagles, and by four to the Chargers. Yeah, this is what me and Brian were talking about on the Wednesday episode. It's just like Lot, uh, the Vikings were winning a lot of one-score games last year. Now it seems like the script has flipped it completely, and they're losing the one-score games. So, I think uh, by 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 just by law of averages, I mean I don't think the Panthers have what it takes to keep up with this this offense. And honestly, it's a bad, it's a, a below-average defense for the Vikings. But I don't believe they're bad they're not a bad defense bad like their defense is good enough to keep them from getting blown out when their offense is fumbling away opportunities constantly if you think about what their offense is really provided in these games which is a lot of inconsistent and also short fields for their defense you know and they're keeping them in, in these games like something's got to give God, just hold on to the fucking ball. Stop giving it to Madison. Give it to Ty Chandler. Give it to your young guys. You know, keep Kirk Cousins, you know, in the play action. And and beat a team, for the love of God. But, like, they've they've also lost to not, not terrible, you know, teams. Like, they have lost to good teams. It's not like they've been beaten by the Bears or the Broncos or the, you know, like, Here's their chance. This is the Panthers, y'all. So, yeah, they have to win this game. Absolutely. So we're all on the Vikings. Uh, let's move on to the last early game. Steelers 2-1, and one, Houston Texans 1-2. and two. Laramie Tunsil and Denzel Perryman both out for Houston. Um, this one's interesting, I guess. I, I, not in a good way. Uh, <laughs> I this think it'll gonna probably be, be pretty close. This is yes. going to be the stinkiest game of the of the week. I can guarantee you that this is the stinkiest game. Stinky. I really don't know who to pick either. The Steelers have a pretty dog shit offense. Defense is pretty solid. Houston, they have like a middling defense. I know Dylan really likes them uh, more than I think the average person does. The offense isn't all that impressive, but like CJ Stroud has shown that he can pass the ball around too. Uh, I don't really know how to feel about this one. Do you guys have like a, a opinion either way, Kai? It's this is a very tough game for me though too because we still haven't seen the Steelers operating at their full potential on offense, whether there is any. Um, 
I do love what I'm seeing from the Texans lately. I did pick them the win last week. Um, yeah, this is tough, though. The one thing that really stands out to me, though, is the injury to Laramie Tunsil. That's going to be a big one for them, especially against uh, TJ Watt-led defensive line. I think just for that reason alone, I think I'm going to have to give the edge here to the Steelers. Uh, I'm going Steelers as well, I think. It's going to be a stinky uh, I, one, though. It's a, it's a stinky Steelers win for sure. I think TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith might be all over CJ Stroud in this game. Yeah, and that, uh, the uh, Texans O line has shown through the first three weeks that uh well granted last week they that was actually their first good performance, but the first two weeks they were letting CJ Stroud get hit a lot. The Texans run D has not been all that good either yet this year. So I mean if if the Steelers run game was ever gonna get it going, it should be this week. So like I wasn't touching Najee Harris with a 10-foot pole this year in fantasy, but if you happen to have him or even Jalen Warren, maybe even if you're feeling ballsy, I, I think they might be decent flex plays. I I, I wouldn't want to do it, but if you have no choice, might as well fire it up. Uh, I just I don't know, man. I, I just I, I just don't see the Texans winning this game. But uh, anything could happen. It's they're they're really two just very unimpressive teams. Dylan, what do you have? Man, I they these are almost identical teams when it comes to like talent. And I don't know about coaching, but like on the field play, it's very lackluster. Uh, the Steelers are one of the least explosive teams I've seen. Like they Charlie have injuries. Pickens, truly, if George Pickens isn't doing anything, they're they're not going to be explosive at all. Yeah, he's like I, the one like, player. Their run game is weak. I think the this is a super. This is like a super duper hard game to pick but laramie tunsil is out they're starting one of the, the like one of the better tackles in the league i'll say mm-hmm. yeah the one who'd probably be going up against bad. tj watt it's gonna be bad for cj stroud it's gonna be probably it's gonna be the hardest defense he's faced i think you know i think the steelers defense realizes mike tomlin realizes this defense has got to win them games and that's what it's been like. So I, I definitely I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Steelers to win a stink ass, stinky ass game. I'm talking about sloppy. It's gonna look like neither team wants to win. Uh, you had Steelers too, right? Yeah. Okay, Mac has Texans. The rest of us Ooh. are on Steelers. Oh, Mac. Uh. What about Damian Pierce? How do we feel about him? The Steelers' run D hasn't been amazing either. Yeah, I don't, it's just so hard to trust Damian Pierce. I mean, even last week, he fell into the end zone and got a touchdown out of it and made it look like it was a better game, but he hasn't been all that impressive. I don't think it's been his fault, though. I think between game scripts and the O-line injuries, I don't think it's been uh, uh, doing him any favors. That's true, too. But, yeah, it just seems like this Texans team just wants to throw, and that's their best chance yeah. to win. I think so. I I think Damian Pierce is a touchdown dependent week. I mean, I look at the Texans to probably be playing from behind early on in this game. So we'll see. Like I I I don't know, dude. I I just look at TJ Watt's gonna have a monster of a game again, and he's CJ Stroud's in trouble because they're gonna line 
TJ Watt up on that backup uh, left tackle the whole game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually think uh, CJ Stroud probably throws his first pick in this game, too. Okay. Make a Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Patrick Peterson? Either or. Uh, TJ Watt? Oh, hey, you never know. Bat it down. Oh, here we go. Um, didn't he have one against the Browns, or was that a fumble? It was a fumble. Uh, all right, let's go. Raiders, Chargers, one and two each. It's in LA, which of course means it's likely going to be a Raiders crowd. Uh, the Raiders are are they, there's two teams in LA, and the Raiders are still probably the most popular team in LA. It's pretty pretty crazy how that works out. Uh, Garoppolo is still in concussion protocol. He's questionable for this game. I would I thought he was going to be out of the protocol by now, so that will be very interesting to see how they go. I fully expect Hoyer to be the starter if Garoppolo doesn't go. I think Hoyer. O'Connell, Brian Hoyer. I think Brian Hoyer will be the starter. Yeah, I think it should be Aiden O'Connell. It'll likely be Brian Hoyer. Chicago Bears legend Brian Hoyer. Uh, Dude, he was good in 2016. uh, I believe that's the last time he won a game. When was the last time Brian Hoyer won a NFL game? Dude, he threw for 300 yards three, three or four straight games. He's our best quarterback in our franchise history. Um, He... Last one, uh, NFL game, October 2nd, 2016. Mm. Almost seven years ago. So, yeah. Um, yeah, great. Uh, so, I th- if, if the Raiders were serious at all, they would start Aiden O'Connell, but they are not. So, they're probably going to start Brian Hoyer if Garoppolo misses and do with that what you will. The one thing what I will is- say about Hoyer is he probably knows the offense pretty well because he's worked with McDaniels before in the past. So, which is likely why he has a job with the Raiders. Being a former Patriot, so uh, I, that's the one thing you can. Uh, they didn't resign him. They they let him go to the de- to the Broncos. So what? Fucking what? <laughs> I know, what? dude. Uh, what? Dude, he that 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 game against the Niners. I mean, I, it had my pants tight, dude. It, it was it, it, he he was like dropping bombs on the Niners, dude. And the Niners that have a good defense, so like that's why I'm a steady believer. He didn't have a very good game the week after that, but like the one game against the Niners, like he was just. Perfect ball placement. He looked fucking fantastic. That's why I've been a Stidham. I've been a Stidham guy since week 17 last year. Uh, but Jimmy G, yeah, so we'll see about him. Max Crosby is questionable as well. Nate Hobbs, also questionable. One of the better defensive backs for the Chargers. Corey Lindsley, their center, has a non-emergent heart issue and is going on IR. That doesn't sound very good. I no. kind of expect him to miss the rest of the season. Austin Eckler, doubtful. Uh, are we firing up Josh Kelly one last time? Against the Raiders defense, I think I will take that I gamble. Would. Yeah, I would. Take oh my god! Of- How many times are you guys are gonna start against this- the against the fucking Raiders, dude? Dude, I how many times I gotta say this? They play. He, he had twelve for ninety style. and a touchdown in week one, dude. He's not week a horrible one. player. Week one, you're talking about these other guys with Eckler in one week one. Yeah. He's a good play against. He's a good play against the Raiders. Okay. Here's the here's the thing too. I actually think the Chargers are gonna. You, jump you up. wouldn't have played Jerome Ford last week, you fucking buster. Twenty I, points. I did. I played Jerome Ford in two leagues last year. You can go f yourself. So you so you said you weren't gonna play him, and then you did play him in two leagues. I had you're to. lying to you're lying you your co host and you're lying think, to the listeners. I think if you shut your mouth and you look back, and you'll see you'll see that I said if you. <laughs> I said, I said, if you if you have to play him, play him, but don't expect him to go gangbusters. Now he did have a touchdown to pin the game, like Kai said. Two touchdowns. Two. Okay, but he didn't. He had like he had fucking like a one point nine yards per carry. Yeah, it was like ten for eight. Which is what I said. 
You actually said 12 for 50, so you gave him too much credit. I did. But anyways, here's what I was saying, though. Josh Kelly Kelly is going to get a lot of volume this week because I really do think the Chargers are going to jump out to a lead very early in this game, and they're just going to run it out. He will have 12 carries for 35 yards. Uh, Keep in mind, the Raiders do play the Chargers decently well. Uh, We... Kai, did you go to that game with us last year? You didn't. Dylan and I went to a Raiders-Chargers game last year where the Raiders won. I know it's a different team. Derek Carr was there, et cetera, et cetera. But the good old days. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess. Uh, so I, I, I do. I don't. I don't think it's a guarantee that the Chargers like blow the Raiders out. But I definitely think the Chargers will win this game. Remember, it is going to be a Raiders crowd too. It's going to be like an overwhelming Raiders crowd in LA. So uh, that that should help the Raiders just a little bit. With that being said, Hoyer starting does not feel very uh, confidence uh, imposing. Is that a, is that a phrase? Confidence imposing. <laughs> confidence uh, inducing. Confidence Doesn't inducing. Confidence. Sure. Uh, Derwin James is also doubtful with a hamstring. Joey Bosa is questionable with a hamstring and a toe. Um, one last thing before we start picking games, uh, picking the game. Josh Palmer, or Quentin Johnston this week. Uh, who do you guys expect to have a better game in Mike Williams' place? Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer. Yeah, I do too. I think Quentin Johnston will probably be better as the the season goes on, but I think right now I think they like Palmer a lot. Keep in mind, Palmer's a young guy too that they've liked for a while, that he's been a part of their offense for a few years now. I think he's only 24, so it's not like it's some like, you know, up and comer and Quentin Johnston against some bum. Josh Palmer has had really nice games before. Yeah, and um from what I saw from him last week after Mike Williams went down. And I've seen I've seen Josh Palmer play last year. Um, I watched a lot of Chargers games last year. You know, uh, circumstances being, he's a different player this year. He was playing with a different rhythm and a different speed and a different concentration. I noticed. I'm like, oh, this guy's making the plays in the moments that matter when they need him. So I'd take him. Yeah. I'd start him over Quentin Johnson every day for the rest of the year, probably. Yeah, he's got a lot of this, big play potential. I hope I'm getting the stat right. I hope I credit the right person. I think it was Matthew Barry said that in games where Mike Williams doesn't play, Josh Palmer usually averages 13, 13 points a game in fantasy. So it's not bad. It's solid, it's against the Raiders, too. It's a, that's, a, that's a nice flex play this week, I think, if you have Josh Palmer, you can fire him up. Also, another um, stat to note, Justin Herbert is one of the few quarterbacks in the league this year who has not turned the ball over once. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's I fully he, expect him to shred this Raiders defense. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so I, I think we're all gonna be on the Chargers here. Let me see what Max said. Max said the Chargers. Are we all on Chargers? Yeah, yeah. this is this is my safest game of the week, in my opinion. Damn. Broncos over Bears. Wasn't I don't know. That Broncos one's stink, man. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. If that the one... Bears were ever going to win a game this year, I think it, I think it would be against the Broncos. That's a, that's a tricky one, but yeah, I think Chargers beating the Raiders that is the safest game of the week. Panthers I don't think week a, I don't think a divisional game has ever been safe. Uh, I'm True, gonna say but, that. But divisional I, games, some shit pops off. If Brian Hoyer beats the fucking Chargers, I will fucking smash a tub full of grapes. It's not guaranteed. You're gonna do that anyways. You're gonna do that anyways. Garoppolo could easily come off concussion protocol before the game, so it's not a guarantee Hoyer plays. He can come off that morning. Yeah. So, um, 
Next up, Pats, one and two. Cowboys, two and one. Cole Strange, questionable with a knee. Tyron Smith is out with a knee. Uh, some more offensive line trouble for the Cowboys. Zach Martin and Tyre, mm-hmm. how do you say his name? Biadez? Biadez? Biadez. Uh, both questionable as well. Uh, what are the expectations for the Cowboys coming off a fucking stinker last week against Arizona? This game is in Dallas. Uh, what's your expectations, Kai? This one is a very tricky one because like what we're, what we're going to say all year about this Pats team is it's a Bill Belichick defense. They usually play teams very tough. Um, I know it's the Cowboys. I'm still a little worried about Dak Prescott though. Um, like I said last, uh, on the last episode on Wednesday, I'm not a believer in Dak. If the game falls on his shoulders, he is not going to get it done. This is a tough one for me to call. Dylan? I'm looking at the uh, injury report for the Dallas Cowboys. It looks like they're Zach Martin, questionable. Yeah. Center, questionable. Tyron Smith, out. Said all that, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think honestly, I think I got the Patriots winning this game. Ooh. Oh, my God. Raging take. (laughs) I don't think it's it's necessarily out of the realm of possibilities. It's not. But then also, another thing we got to look at, though, too, it's Mac Jones versus the Cowboys defense. Still pretty good defense. And then also another thing for me that I'm looking at, the Ezekiel Elliott revenge game. There we go. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, did yeah, we expect um, a touchdown from him? I, 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 I'm gonna say two touchdowns. Is you starting him in fantasy? You firing him up? I don't have him in any leagues, but if I did, mm, I'd probably start him this take. week. I mean, I, I look at if we, if you look at like, uh, oh, Mac Jones versus the Cowboys defense game, like, wasn't that the case last week? It was like, I mean, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's like decent, yeah. Hobbs versus the Cowboys defense. Oh, I think honestly, this the the Patriots are better coached. They have a better quarterback. They have a better defense. Bill Belichick smart enough to copy and paste a game plan and win this game. I think so too. Uh, this is totally off topic and something listeners won't give a shit about at all. But one of our friends in our group chat just asked if anyone wanted to play party animals, and our other friend asked uh, when and where because he thought it was a bar. And he was preparing <laughs> to meet up with them at a bar called right, Party you, Animals. You don't even have to tell me who you is. Should know, you should know exactly what friend that is. Yeah, whoever you're thinking of, it is exactly him. Yes. Um, all right. So Dylan has the Pats. I have the Cowboys. Mac has the Cowboys. Kai, who are you going with? I'm you got two touchdowns to Zeke alone. So oh, no. you know. I'm I'm jumping on the upset train here with Dylan. I'm okay. taking the Pats. Oh, oh shit! Love it. All right. Um, uh, keep in mind, everyone was like getting big old boners about the Cowboys, dude. They beat the Jets and the Giants, and then lost the Cardinals. So it's, it's a, like <laughs> maybe it's we jump, maybe we jumped the train a little bit too early on the Cowboys. Bro, I still got them winning though. When are Cowboys fans gonna learn? It's the same fucking story every goddamn year. They start off amazing, they look like they're the shit, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, they what happened? The shit. Yeah. So. Cowboys fans still wear dicky shorts in the year 2023, dude. There's no reasoning dude. with them. They probably if, wear Tim's too. If the Patriots, those are Giants fans. <laughs> the Patriots pull off the win versus the Cowboys. I'm looking at my bet versus Tusco a lot better. Yeah. What was your bet? Uh, I bet him. I can't remember the amount, but it was that the Cowboys wouldn't break eight games. 
Oh, that'd be hilarious. Especially after how they started, if that, well, if that was the case. I have a bet with them, too. Uh, we bet uh, Eagles or Cowboys for the division leaders. So. Fucking degenerates. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Cowboy or uh, Cardinals one and two, 49ers three and oh. Debo Samuel is questionable with rib and knee injuries. Juwan Jennings is doubtful with a shin injury. Um, what? I, a shin injury. Sorry, I have a lozenge in my mouth. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is good to go, but he was kind of injured all week long. Uh, but he's good to go per Kyle Shanahan. What are the expectations for George Kittle if Debo doesn't play? I can see him having a fine game. Me too. He had a nice game last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, if Debo's out and Ayuk plays with Kittle, I think it'll be the same outcome as last week. There's going to be two heavily targeted guys in the offense. Uh, prepare your shocked faces. Elijah Mitchell is questionable with a knee after getting like seven touches last week. Uh, yeah, so I think if, if Mitchell doesn't play, Debo doesn't play. Are we looking at like 30 carries for CMC? I think so. I mean, I, I see that. I see that continuing all year, honestly. I guess the Cardinals, too. This might be a fucking CMC fucking nuke, dude. I really hope to see what um, a guy like Jordan Mason has got. Oh, fire up CMC. No, 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 you're right. You're no, right. But like, come on. Can he get 10 carries to see what he's got? You know, I, I hope not. But yeah, that would probably be smart for them to do that. Um, yeah, let's see. Is he the third guy, Jordan Mason? Yeah, I believe so. Or like, who fucking knows with the Shanahan? But uh, yeah, true. Uh, for, also for the Cardinals, Hollywood Brown questionable with a thumb. I think he's expected to play. Oh, who cares? Uh, he I'm, he did pretty good last week. Was he have two touchdowns this year? Yeah, he's been pretty solid fantasy asset so far. Not, he's, not, not he's not blowing your socks off, but he's he's okay. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of a boring game. I think. Are we all in the Niners? Yeah. Yeah. I don't look at the Niners to win. I mean, to lose very many games this year. So all on the Niners. Let's move on. Uh, Sunday night football chiefs, two and one jets, one and two Nick Bolton out with an ankle. Taylor Swift expected to be in attendance. Are we watching this game? I don't think I'm watching this no. game. Nah, I think I'll just throw it on like my, my side screen on my PC and maybe I'll look game during Sunday night football or something. This one, this is going to be so fucking boring, bro. Uh, I mean, I, I hate watching the jets. I hate watching the jets. They're so boring. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm going to be very drunk by this point in time tomorrow. So I will probably not watch this game. Fucking Kai's um, probably got like a pumpkin patch to go to during the Eagles game anyway. So with no. fucking purple feet from stuff. I'm actually I'm actually going to a birthday party where football will be on, on Red Zone. Oh yeah, we'll see. Wait, wait, wait what football sure party? It? What football party? I mean, uh, what uh, what birthday party for a man or a woman? A man. Oh good, okay. liar! I believe uh, you. Who's the man? Give us give us his name right now. DJ Matt Campbell. Where does he live? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, where does he live? I want to come. I'm going to come. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't. When Taylor Swift is the most interesting part of the game, you're just like, I don't I don't want anything to do with that the game. Against the I Bears like Taylor too. Swift. And I like Taylor Swift. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I, I just don't give a single shit about how many points the Chiefs are going to beat the Jets by. So, I mean, um, isn't it ironic that she's come to the two games so far where they're playing the shittiest opponents? I mean, Travis Kelsey really set this up well for himself. Though. He's yeah. a very smart man. Yeah, He, he, he knows said, how to play the game. Don't come to week one. I'm going to be out. Don't come to week one. He didn't have a hurt knee. He was, you know. 
Uh, did you, you guys know. see in Sleeper that they replaced Taylor uh, Travis Kelsey's picture with Taylor Swift's picture? I did. I thought it was a joke at first because I saw it on Facebook, and then I actually pulled up the Sleeper app. I was like, oh. I, uh, I sent it to Smitty, and he's like, that was a good Photoshop, dude. I'm like, it wasn't a Photoshop. It's real. And I had to send him like an actual screen video of me like navigating to the Sleeper app, and he still didn't believe me. He's like, oh, no. And, uh, uh, apparently, it didn't happen on Android. It was still Travis Kelsey's picture on Android. Android suck. Um, and Nolan, an Android, throw it out your fucking window. Nolan, of course, friend of the pod, always late to a conversation. He just posted the picture today with question marks when we were talking about it yesterday. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, and three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's always so slow. Um, do we think this this will be the last Zach Wilson game? Because Trevor Simeon will be inactive as he's learning the yes. playbook. But yes. you imagine, <laughs> you imagine as soon as Simeon is up to up to date with the with the playbook, he's going to be the starter. Correct. Throw him in this week at halftime. Like I said last week, I was a game late. He already said he's going to be inactive, but I guess you could throw Tim Boyle in. Bro, yeah, Zach Wilson needs to go. This Jets franchise is suffering enough. There's also been rumors all week that he's kind of lost the locker room. I mean, that, he probably lost it last year, honestly, but the Jets players are pretty obviously unhappy with him starting. You know, um, they're like, yo, get Trevor in here. Did you hear that rumor about him uh, trying to make it up to everybody by buying everybody ice cream? I don't know if that was real or not. <laughs> Apparently, he bought the entire Jets team ice cream. Bro, to say sorry about how bad he is at football. I was, I'm going to say this right now. There are still Jets fans in New York that wear Mike White t-shirts. Why the hell did they get rid of him? He's he wasn't that good. He's better he than Zach Wilson. Exciting. He was yeah, more, more exciting. exciting. Yeah, Zach Wilson for sure. That's like saying like having diarrhea is better than like throw like having projectile vomit. It's if you it look is. at Mike White's stats, he <laughs> wasn't <laughs> very good, dude. Diarrhea is much better than it is, but it's still not fucking favorable. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, the Jets just want anything that's better. So, um, do you guys think the Jets' defense is good enough to keep them in this game for at least a half? Uh, no, not against the Chiefs. Yeah, probably they are probably good enough, but I don't think it'll happen. That's, um, this 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 is gonna be a stinky game, and we all got boned into this by Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets by having yeah. terrible terrible Sunday and Monday night games. So the good news is that do, they have a start, nice dinner. They can start flexing games starting next week, though. Starting week five now is the new rule, so they can start flexing games after that. So hopefully this will be the last Jets primetime game we have to endure. They should only flex the best of the matchups. Well, some CBS and Fox has control over some games that they can keep. I think they have like two or three games that they're allowed to keep that ESPN and, and NBC can't flex into. So it's kind of politics involved in the in the flexing yeah, that process. Makes that makes sense. But I don't want any more Jets on primetime. And the Bears have three nationally get televised out, games. Out, That's unbelievable. <laughs> I saw uh, so, you know, uh, everyone's so everyone's mad about the Commanders and Bears being the Thursday night game next week. And I saw somebody on Twitter say, uh, "This hasn't been a good matchup since like 1987. Why do we <laughs> keep giving them play uh, prime?" I feel like the Bears and Commanders play each other on prime time like once every other year, and it's bad. Mm-hmm. And it's usually bad. Twelve to seven. Uh, I that Case Keenum game was awful. We watched that one together. I don't know if you remember that, Dylan. I think it was in 2019. Yeah, it was the, uh, the Bears have only beat the them. Taylor, it was the Taylor Gabriel game, games. right? Taylor yeah. Gabriel had three touchdowns in that game, right? Yep. T- Mitchell yeah. Trubisky. I miss him. I miss him. <laughs> I miss oh, him. Man. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. Uh, all right. We're all in the Chiefs, correct? Yeah. Absolutely. 
Okay, Seahawks Giants, the Monday Night Football game. Uh, Saquon, doubtful. Uh, I, I have not seen an update about DK Metcalf. We're not sure if he's going to play. I think he's probably going to, but there's no official word yet. And Jamal Adams is expected to make his season debut. What, what are your thoughts about this game, Dylan? God. All the Giants games have been pretty stinky. Um, other than a second half against the Cardinals, they have barely scored. I think they've scored 12 points or some shit like that. Um, I really look at the Seahawks. This is a maker make or break we know what we're getting from the giants we they can't play up against competition they can't be good teams this is the time to find out about the seahawks we're going to learn about gino we're going to learn about this run game we're going to learn about can they beat the giants like they're supposed to that's what i'm looking for hi uh yeah i think this is going to be the seahawks coming out game um kind of like what dylan was saying this is going to show whether or not they're ready to compete in that division i fully expect them to beat the giants and i just want to see gino to continue growing with his offense uh this is this is another game i'm really not all excited for i probably will watch this one um but uh, definitely not the most exciting Monday Night Football matchup of all time, right? No, no. Especially with no Saquon too. It's like ugh, uh, I, I would say I fully expect the Seahawks to to win this game. I mean Jamal Adams coming back too. That's huge for their defense. He's a great safety. I'm not a big Jamal Adams guy. I think he's a little overrated personally. Can we unless say you, unless you really love DB blitzes and then he's fantastic. Do we appreciate the trimming down of the doubleheaders for Monday night this week? I do. I don't like the. I don't like the. It's not even a doubleheader. It's just two games on. It's just two two games in the same time slot. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of lame. And then they always tease Sucks. you with the score up in the corner of the screen, the score of the other game, and you're like, "Do I switch it? Do I switch it? Leave me it, alone." And uh, I'm busy on Monday night, so I like I don't have like the access to like two screens to watch both of them at the same time. Usually until like I, I get home. By the time I get home, the first game's already done, so I can just catch the fucking second half of the second game. So it kind of stinks for me. Mm. Luckily, uh, luckily, we don't have to worry about it against like week 14. I believe Guy said the other day, right in the Wednesday episode, week 14 is the next one. Yeah, week 14 um, and week 18. So no big deal. But um, um, yeah, start start Kenneth Walker this week. This is absolutely. A, this is an absolute juicy matchup. I'm sal- salivating at this one. I mean, start all your Seahawks, honestly, except maybe JSN. Besides JSN, yeah, I mean, I meant DK Lockett Walker, Gino. all startable for yeah. sure. Obviously, Gino is Gino's a decent play too. Not a not a must start, but yeah, Gino's Gino's a decent play. Are we all on the Seahawks? Yeah, I'll take yeah. This. Okay. Um. All right, that's it for that. Uh, let's let's touch on the big NBA news of the week real quick. Uh, I know lately we've been mostly just NFL, but I feel like the this was big enough that we should probably talk about it. Damian Lillard traded to the Milwaukee Bucks in a three-team trade. Blazers get Drew Holiday, Aiden, and Tumami Kamara, who I've never heard of personally before, uh, plus a 2029 unprotected first-rounder from Milwaukee and two pick swaps for them. Uh, the Suns get use of Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. The Blazers are expected to trade Drew Holiday to probably a contender, so that'll be interesting to see where he goes. He still has some game left in him. Kai, how did you feel about this? This was like a big shock, honestly, because the the honestly the only two teams that have really been named a lot for Lillard were 
the Heat, which was the team that he demanded to be traded to. And I, I got to say, I, I'm happy that that didn't work out for him. I'm sorry. I, 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 I hate when players are like, I want that team and that team only. It's like, fucking shove off, dude. Uh, and then um, the other team was the Raptors that emerged like maybe two days before the trade actually happened. Yeah. Whereas like the Raptors are now trying to get Damian Lillard. So when the, I was fully expecting the when that stuff like that happens, where it's like the Raptors come out of nowhere, I was like, I think the Raptors are probably going to get it. I wonder if the Raptors kind of like scared the Bucks into going, okay, we got to do this. Yeah, I mean, this is a fantastic trade. I mean, this honestly shoots the Bucks to the top of the East. I think they probably win the East now. I know the Heat are probably punching the air because this happened that he went to the Bucks instead of them. Um, yeah, now the Bucks, you know, you got Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Damian Lillard. Like, that's going to be a hard top three to crack. Um. Yeah, so. Jimmy Butler too. I don't know if you guys saw this. Jimmy Butler was like calling the Bucks out for um, tampering. Um, tampering. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word tampering. Of that, this is a very rare Jimmy L. Honestly, I was like, dude, come on. Uh, I mean, for fuck's sake, that's, it was that's, a very so lame. I'm sorry. It was a very like um, sore loser was, ass play. Mad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'd be, I'm sorry, I'd be Pat Riley too. didn't get one fucking player. Oh my god, go find the next superstar. It's not hard to recruit NBA players to Miami, dude. You'll find someone else. Yeah. True. Great for the Bucks, though. Oh, Fantastic yeah. for the Bucks. I've always thought Dave was—he's really, really, really good. He's just been all pretty much by himself out in Portland, trying to like do his own thing, and like Portland's not really supporting him and. Well, it's because he's very loyal, which is why he demanded a trade, Dylan. He's the most loyal player of all time. Listen, well, listen, it's like the Matthew Stafford effect. You play in Detroit for ten years. What else do you owe that place? Exactly. I'm so, if if you if if that's your brand, though, that you're just the most loyal athlete who has ever stepped foot on the fucking face of the earth, you you have to stick with your team. I'm sorry, I. No, no one is giving him enough shit for that. I, I, I can't stand that shit. He, he would sit there and judge players for moving teams constantly, and then when he demands a trade, it's okay, especially because he only wants to play for Miami. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, man. I hate well, that shit. Isn't, isn't that what LeBron James did? No, he's, he would never, like, he's never bragging about being loyal, though. All NBA players do that, which is why I always knew that this was going to happen. I was like, Lillard is going to demand a trade one day, and it's just going to be all for naught, because that was, like, his thing. I was like... Well, yeah, I don't have a ring, but at least I don't I don't flip around teams and stuff like that. It's like everybody does in the NBA, man. It's just how the game is going. If you want to win a ring, you're probably going to have to leave Portland, and no what one's giving him plays, shit for that. What if he plays in Milwaukee for the next six years, eight years, and then retires? I, I still think I think he should stay with Portland. Hmm. You have to. That's your brand. All right. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I, I that's always bugged me because uh, the the one thing that set me off about that is like he tried to recruit Paul George the Blazers so hard, and then when Bla- he went to the Thunder instead, and then the Blazers beat Paul beat the Thunder in the playoffs, and he's like, oh yeah, you're you, they start talking shit to each other or whatever. Like, oh yeah, you're you're always bouncing around teams or whatever. It's like, dude, you tried to bring him to your team, and now you're gonna shit on him for bouncing to a different team. I, I don't I don't like that shit. I don't know, man. Um, it should and be exciting like, for the NBA, though. It, yeah, no, it, it definitely Giannis and, and Lillard together is definitely a, an awesome combination. They they uh, they they play off each other really well, and honestly, I think 
The Blazers got a fine haul back, I guess, depending on what your thoughts about DeAndre Aiden are. Uh, I think DeAndre is a fine player, and I definitely think he needed a change of scenery. Him and Phoenix just wasn't working out. I think Phoenix, I think Portland is, a, is like a perfect place to get a second chance for him. Drew Holiday, in theory, would be an excellent keep piece for them, uh, and especially with Scoot Henderson there, Las Vegas legend Scoot Henderson. Good. Uh, I, I think Drew Holiday would be like a great point guard for him to learn off of, but I totally understand why Drew wouldn't want to stay in Portland. I understand why the Blazers would want to, would want to get more out of that trade too. So I definitely see them moving Drew here event, uh, pretty soon, honestly. I would say before the season starts. I don't know where he would go. Uh, plenty of teams need a point guard, and I think could absolutely use him. I don't know. Did you guys hear about this where the Bucks didn't did not tell Giannis their plans to trade for Lillard because they didn't want Giannis to say, no, I don't want you guys to trade Drew Holiday because they're so close of friends? So it's like Milwaukee's like, we're going to help you by not telling you <laughs> like this yeah. is obviously a better move for your career and we don't want you to like stick your foot in there. So we're just going to do this trade and then we'll deal with it afterwards. I'm sure Giannis is probably like, yeah, that's probably that's probably OK, because now I get to play with Damian Lillard. Yeah, friends will be friends, dude. Um, you're really friends. You'll be fine. I want to bring up the Suns real quick, too, because you I I. Per- so I like use of Nurkic a lot. I think him and Aiden are basically on the same tier center wise. And I think Nurkic probably fits the style of play that the Suns want to play with better. Uh, I think that he's more of a veteran presence. And I think that honestly, I think he's going to get trusted be- better by Durant and Booker. Uh, I-, I love that move. I think Nurkic fits perfectly with what they want to do. Grayson Allen, I also think is going to be a fantastic piece off the bench. He's he's like a little, you know, dirty little uh, uh, ratty little, you know, fucking guy, kind of like uh, Patrick Beverly, that type of player. So I like I like when teams have those types of players. It adds like an extra little layer to them. So I think Grayson Allen's a good uh, pickup for them. I think Nazir Little's a good piece too. I I I've, I really liked his game in Portland. I don't know much about Keon Johnson. I, I have to admit, but if he can, if he can do well too, if the Suns can get four big pieces out of this trade, that would be huge for them because that's like their one big question mark heading into the uh, season is is depth. Yeah, the bench so and depth. I, I honestly really like this trade for Phoenix as well. We'll see about the Blazers, but the twenty twenty nine unprotected first is smart because that's six years away, and both Giannis and Dame could both be gone by Milwaukee from Milwaukee by then. So the bucks could be one of the worst teams in the league by then. And if they're one of the worst teams in the league and they have the worst record in 2029, all of a sudden the blazers have the number one overall pick there. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's a wait and see blazers wise for both Aiden and the picks, but in theory, I like this for everybody. Yeah. And we'll see how they do about the, uh, the true trade. So any last words before we move on? No. All right. Uh, I'd like to see the Bucks do semi good, you know, this year. Maybe, maybe get Giannis another another ring. I don't know. I got no issue with the Bucks. With that being said, uh, they are in my conference, and the Cavs are somewhat of a contender. I don't think they're a Finals contender, but they're a pl- definitely a you know a top four contender in the in the East. So I don't love that Lillard went there, but at the same time, from a basketball fan st- standpoint. The Bucks have always been pretty likable to me. Giannis is very likable. Uh, I would say he's one of my favorite players. So uh, I, I just went on the anti-Lillard uh, rant. I'm obviously not a Lillard guy. He's he's one of my least favorite players, but I don't hate him so much. Where I'd be like, "Fuck the Bucks," this, that, and the other. Uh, I just he just rubs me the wrong way with that loyalty bullshit. So um, good for the Bucks. Yeah, good for the Bucks. We'll see about the Blazers. Good for the Suns. And yeah, I think the Bucks are definitely going to be the favorites in the East. So that's it. 
everybody. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday for the Wednesday. week four review. And uh, as always, subscribe to the YouTube. Our audio-only options are available at Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon. Subscribe everywhere there, please. Leave a like on the YouTube video as well. Uh, on TikTok, I, I was slacking this week. I didn't get any clips up on the TikTok. So we'll try to get some clips up this weekend before the games. Uh, subscribe TikTok, Instagram, Threads, Twitter, at Raging Takes Everywhere. I'm at Montana Sauce on Twitter. Kai is at RTP Kai. Dylan is at such a wise fool. Mac is at it's Mac B R U H. And uh, our Gmail is raging takes at gmail.com. Um, and we will see you guys on Wednesday. Thank you guys. Peace.